You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Good day and welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Ganser, the President and CEO of American Humane Association, the first national humane organization. And today, we've got a couple of great guests to share some special stories with you. First up is Katie Cleary, who got her start on a number of TV shows, and she's here today to talk about a brand new film she's produced entitled Give Me Shelter, which really shares so many stories of animals and animal issues from around the globe. I really think you're going to enjoy Katie's new film, Give Me Shelter, and later we'll be joined by Blake Cook. Blake's a NASCAR driver, an animal lover, and also a national ambassador for American and Humane Association. So talk about fun. We have both Katie and Blake ready to share their love for animals. And we look forward to sharing their stories in just a few minutes. Well, we've just all finished celebrating President's Day, and I hope you've enjoyed your long weekend. One thing we all like to celebrate is not only the wonderful presidents in our nation's history, but their pets as well. Animals have always been a staple at the White House for generations, with virtually every commander-in-chief bringing an animal or two with them to Washington. Of course, President Obama has his first dogs, Bo and Sonny, there now. But who could forget the hilarious video Christmas cards made by President George W. Bush's Scottish Terrier, Barney? One of President Nixon's most famous speeches was named for his dog, Checkers. But it's not just dogs that have occupied the White House. There have been cats, horses, birds, sheep, crocodiles, a bobcat, and even a black bear. Well, one thing's for certain, no matter the political differences, one thing all presidents seem to have in common is a love for animals. But let me tell you about one particular dog who was near and dear to the heart of one of our greatest presidents. Before he was elected, Abraham Lincoln had a number of pets, and it was said that he found a special therapeutic value in the love that they shared. His law partner, William Herndon, said, If exhausted from severe and long-continued thought, he had to touch the earth again to renew the strength. When this weariness set in, he would stop thought and he'd get down with a little dog or kitten to recover. What a beautiful statement said about President Lincoln's love for animals. And Lincoln had a very special relationship with a dog named Fido, a mixed breed with a yellow wiry coat, and the pair were absolutely inseparable. The dog would frequently come into the house, sit on their furniture with his muddy paws, much to the chagrin of Mary Todd Lincoln. How many times does that scene play out in households today? But you know, when Lincoln was elected president and getting ready to move to Washington, he was told that he couldn't have a dog roam around the White House. Heartbroken, he found a new forever home for Fido in Springfield, Illinois, and planned to return to him one day after leaving office. And even before today's 24-hour news cycle, the word of Fido quickly spread and it became the most popular dog name in the United States. And you know, Latin for faithful is Fido, and that's the root of that incredibly popular dog name. And Fido's legacy continues to live on. And if you've ever wondered why Fido became the catch-all dog name, it goes back to President Lincoln. I just think that's a very special story. 
You know, since 1877, we've worked tirelessly at American Humane for four-legged friends who've suffered from cruelty, abuse, and neglect. And we work with so many wonderful local humane societies, public animal shelters, rescue groups, all who are the dedicated foot soldiers for the Compassion Movement. They're on the ground every day in our hometown communities rescuing these animals, rehabilitating them, and helping them find loving forever homes. Animals like Emma... You know, last fall, the Orange County SPCA received a call from a dog owner that their dog was screaming and yelping in pain after catching her toenail in a floorboard and she twisted her leg. And the owners were asking for money from the Orange County SPCA to pay for vet care. So the shelter said, bring Emma on in and they would foot the bill. She received surgery and they sent her back home. And then suddenly, four days later, they received another call from Emma's owners, and they claimed Emma had done something again to the same front leg. So the Orange County SPCA, smart folks on the ground there, suspected something wasn't right and that Emma was not in a forever loving home. So they investigated and they were able to take Emma back to the shelter where they repaired her broken legs. They gave her great life-saving medical care and one of Emma's vets was so charmed by her that they agreed to adopt her and give her all the lifelong care she needs. So there's a happy ending story for Emma thanks to the Orange County SPCA really giving Emma a second chance. And American Humane Association is so proud that we were able to help reimburse some of the cost for Emma's first surgery and help the Orange County SPCA do even more life-saving work with their funds. And of course there's Emma and there's a story of Comet. Comet's a story as a cat who was found in a cat carrier. This cat had been thrown from a speeding vehicle. Listeners, can you understand the cruelty in this world when there's a cat-like Comet who is so precious in a cat carrier thrown from a speeding vehicle right on Main Street in a Pennsylvania town? And because of that blunt force trauma, Comet was left blind in one eye and a broken leg. Really, this was a horrible situation. And, you know, Comet couldn't talk. Comet couldn't tell us what had happened, but this scene had been witnessed by a good Samaritan. You know, Comet was also given a second chance through our Second Chance Grant Fund at American Humane Association. So, again, if you are a shelter or a rescue on the ground as a foot soldier in the compassion movement, do apply to our Second Chance Fund so that we can give you the grant funds needed for life-saving emergency medical care for animals like Comet and Emma. Well, we'll be right back with Katie Cleary, one of the most passionate animal advocates you'll ever meet. And today you're listening to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner 
to clean up cat hair. But anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's Patent Pending Glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Be Humane. My next guest was featured on Season 1 of America's Next Top Model, Deal or No Deal, and CSI New York, and has appeared in films like The Breakup and Iron Man 2. And she's hosted shows like E! News Now and TV Guide. She is the executive producer for Give Me Shelter, a film created in order to raise awareness for important animal issues around the world. This film incorporates the very vital work that many individuals and animal organizations do in a way that really hasn't been shown before. She's one of Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, and I'm so pleased and honored to welcome Katie Cleary to the show. Welcome, Katie. Oh, thanks for having me. So glad, so glad that you can join us. You know, I've just been reading so much about your very important work, and I just have to ask you, where did your love of animals come from? Oh, wow. Uh, I would say growing up in Chicago um, from my mom, she helped me um, rescue so many different different species um, that were native to Chicago when I was about, let's say, starting at five years old. And it just kind of grew from there. And I always knew that you know, I wanted to be involved in entertainment as well um, as rescue animals. I figured, you know, what's a better way than using entertainment as a platform to raise awareness for all of the important issues that are happening around the world. That's so important. And I love that this is a work that, you know, came from your mother, who I'm sure has to be an inspiration for you. And I just think that's a beautiful story. Oh, she is. Thank you. Yes, definitely. I mean, we would rescue kittens, um, pretty much everything. And we would rescue baby squirrels, baby birds, you name it, raccoons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I loved, you know, exotic big cats, but, you know, I love all animals. So I figured, okay, we can start there and then kind of work our way to the big cats. So, but that was our first campaign that we worked on uh, last year with Alice Eastwood was our um, big cat campaign to save the last 1,500 tigers left in India. So that was our first major campaign. Um, And then actually the big one I did with Betty White was a couple years ago, and that was when I didn't have an organization. And that kind of prepared me to start producing, you know, these documentaries. So I said, if I could do an event with Betty White, I can do anything. That's exactly (laughs) right. Betty White is... One of our great national ambassadors at American Humane. And, you know, the very first animal organization she became involved with was 60 years ago was American Humane Association. So, you know, uh, isn't that amazing? And we just, we love her to death. Certainly she is a role model for all of us in the animal space and a, a heart of gold. But, you know, I love that you have done so much with exotic big cats. How did you get that going? And, and tell me about your work with sanctuaries and your campaign. Yeah. Um, so I used to start uh, a long time ago in college with Valley of the Kings, and I that's kind of where I got all of my, I would say, uh, my knowledge about the cats 
through that sanctuary in Wisconsin. And I always knew I wanted to eventually come out to Los Angeles and use entertainment as a platform for these issues and work with Tippi Hedren. So that was the first sanctuary that I volunteered at in Los Angeles was Tippi Hedren's big cat sanctuary called Shambhala. She's rescued about 65 big cats. And, um, and you know, as much as I love working with, you know, animals that are rescued and exotics that unfortunately no one wants anymore and therefore they're put in these sanctuaries and, and rehabilitated and, you know, cared for, I think it's so important to raise awareness for what's happening to them in the wild because the most important thing is keeping them in the wild. And, you know, the reason why they're in these sanctuaries is because people think that they can have them as pets, which is not the case. There's nothing that you can give a wild animal in captivity that it doesn't have in the wild. And I think that, you know, for people that do have them as pets, that they're rather selfish and it's greed and that kind of takes over your morals and ethics. And so I think that just protecting them, seeing them in captivity and then seeing them in the wild is an amazing contrast. And I think that the most important thing and the most important campaign that we we did, we partnered with Born for USA to raise awareness and save these animals because in the next couple of years, we might not see tigers in India and Russia anymore, and even in Asia. I mean, they're almost extinct in Asia because of the sale of their parts uh, around the world. So it's just, it's just stunning, isn't it? Just stunning the devastation to our wildlife and our species that are just uh, so amazingly poignant and compelling when you see these tigers. You know, you also, I understand you put out a jewelry line, a globally conscious line of crystal wood copper jewelry to help benefit the endangered tigers? Exactly, yes. I started well, Peace for Animals, my organization, about a year and a half ago, and I thought, you know, how could we mainstream animal awareness? I started out with my show, World Animal News, which is every Thursday on TRadioV.com, and um, we bring on celebrities and guests to talk about crucial world animal issues. So then we kind of, you know, branched out from there and I said, well, what's the next thing we can do to really mainstream it? Let's do a jewelry line and a t-shirt line through my organization, Peace for Animals, but make it hip so people want to wear it. So right. we started with a partnership with Shelly Litvak, who actually I met through a mutual friend who used to use tiger teeth and claws and ivory in her designs years ago. And when I found that out, I said, wow, I said, what are the chances of meeting somebody that actually used to do this and now wants to change their ways and wants to give a portion of the proceeds back to something that they've taken from? So I told her, I said, yeah. Shelly, you know, how, we can, how can we work together to really get back? And I educated her. I showed her my documentary, Give Me Shelter, and she was blown away. She had no idea that this was, this was happening at the extent it is. So we went from there and we designed silver, copper, and crystal tiger pendants with diamonds in the eyes. And we have a, a flower of Bengal in the third eye um, with a diamond and just to to raise awareness and raise funds for tiger conservation in India. So uh, so 20% of the proceeds goes towards that. And then we have a t-shirt line that um, you can um, actually purchase the t-shirts and the jewelry at peaceforanimals.com. And it's a really cool, hip, you know, kind of burnt out material t-shirt that you know people would want to wear every day and right. so my idea for the future is to mainstream this to where you will hear it on the news there might even be a network dedicated to world animal news you'll see more shows that are animal related you'll see more people caring about the welfare of not only humans but the 8.7 million species which we share this planet with so right. um, that's my idea and that's what I'm trying to work towards just to mainstream animal welfare I think that's a powerful mission and it really defines what it is to be humane tell us a little bit more I know you're the executive producer for Give Me Shelter tell me a little bit more about what this movie is about our listeners and why this was something that you just felt had to be told. These stories had to be told. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I started out on, on all these different reality shows and, mm-hmm. and modeling at a very young age. And, you know, as much as I love entertainment and I love, you know, waking every morning and getting ready and doing these photo shoots and being on these TV shows, it's just not fulfilling on a level that I, I would like to be working towards the better of this world. So I wanted to see how I could, as a voice in entertainment, be able to marry the two. And so I think kind of going from there, I figured, I woke up one day and I said, well, I think we should do a documentary. And it was just me at that point because I had just started these animals. And I said, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I have a lot of friends in entertainment, but I really don't know how this is really going to happen. And it kind of unfolded naturally. I just started asking a bunch of my friends if they wanted to be interviewed. I asked a couple people that were great cinematographers and great sound guys to come on board. And they, they said, absolutely, 100%, we love the cause. And it just, it really just happened naturally and it was amazing because you know there was a lot of work that was put towards it but you know I ended up getting to be Hedren and Rick O'Berry from the Cove who won an Oscar and and, um, Ethan Morales and Allison Eastwood Michael Vartan and it's just just asking people and that have the same passion as you people want to be involved they want to help and they're looking for opportunities to do that so I figured okay well you know maybe I can try to just utilize the entertainment business in that way and that's how Give Me Shelter got started and it won a lot of awards and National Geographic did a great article on it and you know we're hoping to release it in June so um, fingers crossed and I hope everyone would love to see the film I think everyone all of our listeners on Pet Life Radio on BU Maine would love to see this film I mean it just sounds beautiful and I love that you've taken your voice and entertainment and that you've devoted it to be the voice for the uh, voiceless I mean that's a powerful mission that you have personally and certainly you've carried it through so beautifully especially with a, a piece of work like Give Me Shelter so congratulations to you what a big accomplishment Thank you so much and a great win for the animals. One thing I know that is a personal passion of yours as well is to stop grocery stores from putting products on their shelves that contain palm oil. And most people would say, well, why are we talking about palm oil? And what does that have to do with being humane? Can you share with our listeners who might not be aware of what sort of damage the palm oil industry is doing for our endangered species? Absolutely, yes. Um, when I found out about, about palm oil, I was in uh, Costa Rica, and there's no orangutans in Costa Rica, but there are several other endangered species there. And the same thing is happening, you know, not only in Costa Rica, but Indonesia and across our country and across the world. Basically, what, what's happening is these palm oil companies are buying up rainforest land at, God, you know, hundreds of acres. I mean, you name it, you know, for, for very, very cheap. And basically, they knock down or they burn the forest to the ground. And that means that anything in their path gets destroyed, so including 80% of our orangutans and tigers and, and all the un- other endangered species in the rainforest. So um, if the animals don't either get burned alive, they have a bounty on their head, and they're essentially killed to make way for palm oil plantations. And the mother and fathers are usually the first ones who are killed, and the baby orangutans are sold on the black market for the trade of endangered species and baby exotic animals. And it's just horrible what's happening. Um, 80% of orangutans have been essentially killed off, and now there's a lot of rescues that are stepping stepping up, like um, the Orangutan Foundation, which is doing really, really amazing work in red apes, and they're rescuing all these babies and, and essentially raising them because... They don't have any parents. Their mothers and fathers have died um, at the expense of the cheapest oil, which is palm oil. And Mm. they've destroyed pretty much 80% of the rainforest for the harvesting of palm oil. And so that's why I think that we have to get to the root of what's happening, which is in the grocery stores. So if we can convince the grocery stores to stop selling 
products containing palm oil, we could save not only a rainforest, but these amazing species. So um, what I'm trying to go after is, is Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, and Ralph's to get them to stop selling products with palm oil. And at least 50% of the products in grocery stores contain palm oil, and people have no idea, including shampoos, conditioners, oh my gosh, pretty much everything that you get, cookies, peanut butter. So if you look on the label, you can go to Trader Joe's, Ralph's, Whole Foods, you'll look and see, you'll be shocked. Palm oil wow. and everything. So not only, you know, go after the grocery stores, but go after the companies that are using palm oil in their products because palm oil is not healthy for you. It's cheap. And it's not good for our, you know, environment and our world. So I'm just trying to raise awareness. Also, in the documentary, we touch on that as well. So um, if people can write letters, if they can, you know, contact their grocery stores, they can just not purchase anything containing palm oil. That would be, that would solve the problem. Part of the education and awareness campaign that we're all trying to do in the humane movement about these unintended consequences of a lot of decisions that are made in communities. And in through our purchases, through our activities, a lot of people just don't understand or have the awareness about those unintended consequences. And in this case, the unintended consequences are simply stunning when you think about really the destruction of those habitats that are so vital for so many of our endangered species. And I just uh, am so delighted that you have taken this on and I hope our listeners will also do some more research on this and see how they can be uh, active in this kind of campaign. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having this amazing show and educating the viewers. And yes, please look for Give Me Shelter um, coming out in June on uh, Netflix and Hulu. And, and, you know, hopefully it'll be out in theaters as well. So people look out. That's wonderful. And I know, Katie, that we want our listeners to get into your website and learn more about your incredible work. And they can visit peaceforanimals.com. That's peace for, that's the number for, animals.com to learn more about Katie and her incredible work that she's doing on the front lines in the humane movement. Katie, we're proud to know you. Thank you for all you do and for your courage. It's been a pleasure visiting with you today, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your help. Thank oh. you. We'll be right back with more Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime you'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jones. I invite you to join us on the podcast that explores the tropical lifestyle, Jungle Deep. Jungle Deep. 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 Our safari includes exotic animals, tropical plants, exotic food and drink, jungle movies, exotic music, rainforest conservation, and wildlife preservation. So join us. Jungle Deep. 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 Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Well, welcome back. This is Robin Gansard, and you're listening to Be Humane. And this segment is so very exciting because we're going to welcome a speedy person, most definitely a magical person who has a heart big for animals and who gets to every weekend speed on racetracks. So we're so thrilled to uh, be able to introduce to you today Blake Cook, a NASCAR race driver. And I tell you, it's going to be a wonderful segment to hear his stories about animals. You know, in my frequent travels, I get to meet some very interesting people on planes and trains. And unless you catch me on a red eye, chances are I'm going to talk to you. And a while back, I was on a flight and I got to speak to a very nice young man next to me. And I found out that he was a NASCAR driver who was looking to get involved with a passion of his, which is animals and animals rescue. And after I enjoyed our time together on that flight, I sent him some information, invited him to join our cause and our mission, and he now joins us on the phone today. Please welcome the driver of both the number 10 and number 44 Toyota Camrys for TriStar Motorsports and National Ambassador for American Humane Association, Blake Cook. Blake, welcome. I hope you're doing well today. I am. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Oh, thrilled to have you. And where are you joining us from today? I know you're deep into training for the upcoming 2014 NASCAR Nationwide Series. So where are we speaking to you from? Yeah, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. We're about to deal with some heavy snow, but I do head down to Florida tomorrow morning very early. So hopefully the snow doesn't affect my travel too much, but very excited to get to some of that warmer weather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get to drive in races all across the country. I bet weather doesn't stop you to get to a racetrack on the weekend. Am I right? Yeah, uh, it doesn't stop me. We uh, the show goes on, so we got to make sure we're there. And um, I'm actually leaving a few days early just in case the weather does affect me. So you know, we have our big race in Daytona next week, uh, the season opener. So Daytona 500 weekend will be a very big weekend for our sport. It's like a Super Bowl for us. So oh, wonderful! Uh, the season's kicking off again. That's fantastic, Blake. That's wonderful. Well, now I know because of our great visits together that you're a big animal lover. Can you tell all of our listeners on Pet Life Radio about your pets? Yeah, absolutely. I have a a dog, a yellow lab named Junior. He's about five years old and we have four cats also. And uh, All four cats are rescue cats. And, um, you know, there's not really a big backstory about my lab. He's um, a full-bred lab that we that we've had since he's a little puppy. But with the rescues, each cat has their individual story. Well, the first cat we had, um, my aunt, she saw him on the side of the road meowing and got thrown out of the car window, and she picked him up, and I told her I would take care of him, and that was my first animal that I ever had. And that was uh, my first year in college, so he was in the dorm room with me. His name is Volcom. And then uh, about six months later, we had a hurricane in Florida, and uh, we found a cat behind the dumpster meowing, and he had nowhere to go, so we welcomed him into our apartment at that time, and and then a third cat was um, a different hurricane down in Florida. And, and our, our fourth cat is the coolest story. I was actually in the intercoastal in West Palm Beach fishing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I was on a little boat, a little drum boat, and there's a, a bunch of guys yelling and pointing at the water. So we drove our boat over, and there's a kitten drowning in the intercoastal. And they said he got thrown off the bridge. So oh. we, uh, I netted him up with the fishing net like you would a fish. I netted him up, put him in the boat. He wasn't moving. He was just sitting there with, you know, he was breathing, but he wasn't moving at all. And uh, I got to the dock, and I was going to let him go. 
and um, he was stumbling around, and I could tell he wasn't going to make it on his own. So he called Animal Rescue, and they came and got him. And then I told my wife the story. She's like, well, we have to adopt him. So we ended up going back and adopting him. As long as he, his name is Blue, since he fell off the Blue Heron Bridge, so we named him Blue. So all of our cats have unique stories behind them. But definitely uh, love animals, and think they need to be treated right. And, and oh. they're the best friends in our house. And, and our dog was number one until we have our year-and-a-half-old baby now. Now he's number two, but he gives the baby a, a good run for his money. <laughs> I love it. I love that story. And you know what is amazing is uh, how lucky that cat was that Blake was on a boat nearby. That's what I have to say. That cat won the kitten lottery there in Florida for (laughs) (laughs) having you close by, which is fantastic. You know, when you think about NASCAR drivers, you know, we all have this vision, tough NASCAR drivers driving fast on the racetrack and very competitive spirits and really uh, folks who uh, are always focused focused on the power of the automobile. Do you see a lot of your fellow drivers in NASCAR having a, a big love for animals? And do you see a lot of guys like you out there rescuing kittens? You know, I don't. I haven't gotten too personal with other drivers and other stories, but a lot of them have animals. And at the track, the drivers have their motorhomes, and we're all in this motorhome lot together. And, and a lot of them have dogs at the racetrack, so I'm sure a lot of them love animals. But I haven't got to hear of any really cool stories of their past, but, but their love. And I know um, there are some families. I think Ryan Newman and his wife are very passionate, and they hand out calendars every year to some of the fans and stuff. So there's definitely some passion in NASCAR drivers, and that's another cool way to utilize your NASCAR platform with your wife and with your family to be proactive, too. It's a good way to get the wives involved, a way to raise awareness for these uh, animals in need. So I'm really appreciative of what you guys do, Robin, with all these disasters and your animal rescue and relief. It's just... um Someone has to be doing it. I'm just glad to know that there's a great organization like you guys out there doing it. Well, thank you, Blake. And we're, we've got a lot of tough work ahead. You know, you talked about that one little kitten that is now uh, one of the loves in your life being thrown over the bridge on the, in the intercoastal. We were just sharing with our listeners the story of Comet, a cat that was thrown in a cat carrier from a speeding automobile in a small town in Pennsylvania. So as I see this, we have a lot of work to do to to really build wow. more compassionate communities and people get to hear your story Blake and they get inspired you know they really do um, it's, uh, I'm glad I could help inspire people but they have hearts and they're they're your best friends you know I, we love our animals and you know the cats come, I never thought I'd have four cats one day but once you have one you know what's two and then once you have two what <laughs> big of a deal is three and then you're like well, we already have three we already have three litter boxes what's four you know so um, who knows? The next time you talk to me, I could have five or six. Who knows? <laughs> but I know my wife's dream one day is to have a big old farm with a lot of rescue animals on it one day. So I'm sure I'm not going to stop with uh, with five animals. That's wonderful, Blake. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, tell us about your big preparations as you get ready for Daytona. I mean, that's around the corner here. So what do you do to get ready for a big race like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been training in the off season. Our last race was November fifteenth in Homestead. So from then till now, I've been you know getting in really good shape and get prepared for the new season. I'm getting acclimated with a new team, and I have a new sponsor on board too. And my sponsor for Daytona is the the Son of God movie, and um, it's the Bible series. It's from the producers of the Bible series, Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. They produced mm-hmm. a movie called The Son of God that comes out February twenty eighth. So excited to have that on the car, and you know it's a long season. We have thirty three weeks out of the year we'll be racing and that's starting next weekend so 
had a good break. I lost up down, done around the house and um, got to spend some time with my year and a half old baby boy and my wife. So I'm ready to go, though. I'm definitely ready to get back in a race car. That's wonderful, Blake. Well, listen, we are so proud to know you. Please give your wife and, and your precious baby and all those precious animal babies in your life a big hug from us, all of us at American Humane. And you know what I love about Blake is Blake really shows us all what it is to be humane. And Blake, we're proud to know you. And best of luck this season and keep up the great work. Well, that's all we have for you today. And we look forward to you tuning in next week for Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansard. And let's always remember each week, let's work together to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.